you're listening to the Wander Well Podcast, your place for travel and wellness, transparency, inspiration, and motivation. I'm your host, Katie J. I'm going to start with a random fact about me. I think that is something that maybe some people might be interested in. So today, the random fact about me is that my favorite ice cream is Funfetti ice cream. Well, actually, potentially it's red velvet cake. Ben and Jerry's makes a mean red velvet cake ice cream. Okay, let's get started. We left off with me explaining my relationship with both spirituality and manifesting. Today, I'd like to expand on that. Reflecting on recent conversations that I've had with some people around me and also introducing you to my entrepreneurial path where it all started. I shared with you that the secret was a catalyst for believing in myself. My mother set the groundwork with a solid backing from my father and the religion that I grew up with. My mother always told me that I can do anything I set my mind to. My religion taught me that I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. And when I graduated from college, my dad told me that I am capable of so much more than I know. But it was the secret that made me realize the extensive potential that exists within each and every one of us. I'm not unique. Not in that way, at least. We are all barely scratching the surface of our potential. I recently had a conversation with a guest here at Bodhi Surf and Yoga about the secret. He shared with me that he wasn't really a fan of it. When I dug a little deeper, I uncovered that he was turned off by the consistent message that, as it relates to money. They talk a lot about being able to manifest the house you want, visualizing yourself driving the car you want, etc., etc. So I want to address that point with you guys as well, because I'm sure some of you have similar questions about manifesting. It's important to remember that I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to convince you of right or wrong either. I'm here to share my story. If you disagree with me or don't want to hear what I have to say, then your first step is going to be to press pause. And then your second step is going to be swipe left, deleting this podcast from your queue. That's the beauty of the media these days. You literally get to choose what you do and do not consume. For those of you still listening, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Let's continue. So the first objection to the secret and to manifesting is that the secret focuses a lot on manifesting money. And I don't like that. Money isn't everything. My answer to that objection is that is correct. Money is not everything. Tony Robbins says, success without fulfillment is failure. Success without fulfillment is failure. By the end of July 2017, I had a little over 20 grand saved up in my personal savings account. That doesn't include mutual funds or 401ks. That's just the 10 to 20% of each paycheck that I've been setting aside since I was six and started receiving an allowance for my chores. You see, my mother insisted that we set aside 20% for savings and 10% to church. I haven't had a church home for the past four years, so that 10% went either back into savings or was spent on yoga trainings, charitable donations, or other travel adventures. I've been saving my entire life. 
Some people might consider 20 grand to be success, but I wasn't fulfilled by that money just sitting in my bank account staring at me. When I met Tucker, we had a pretty honest conversation about money. He hasn't been saving his entire life, and when I asked him why, he shared that he lived under their philosophy that, what on earth am I saving for? I might not even make it to 30, 50, 70 years old. Why would I save for retirement if I can use this money right now to do the things that I really want to do? A few months before we started dating, he turned 27 and had a bit of a self-realization moment. He realized that he wanted a family and a bank account that could support that family. So now he's setting himself up on a path of establishing himself as a financially reliable person. But his perspective did shift something inside me. I asked myself, what am I saving this money for? I have retirement accounts. I have investments. Why am I sitting on all this cash? I don't crave things, nice things, fancy cars, or even a big house. I want experiences and I want education. And I want to use my experiences and my education to help people. So I opened my heart to opportunity. I asked the universe to show me a cause or an outlet for the money that I saved. I'm going to press pause for a second. You're probably wondering what this has to do with the objection that I brought up at the beginning of this episode. The secret focuses a lot on money. And I'm going to use this pause in the story to introduce you to Tim Ferriss. Tim wrote The 4-Hour Workweek. You'll hear me reference it a lot because when I read it, I was feeling this buzz inside, and I'll explain that a little bit more later on in this episode. But that buzz is a little suspicious feeling that you're on to something, something big. In that book, he talks about many retirements. Many retirements are how the new rich live their lives. Not old money, not new money, new rich. They work for a few years, and then they take a few years or months off. Then they work for a few more years, and they take a few more years or months off. During that time, they learn a new, during that time, they learn a new skill, volunteer for a cause that moves them, write a book in a secluded cabin in the woods. You can spend it however your heart desires, but there's no arguing that to exist in the world, you need a little bit of cash. You need something to pay for the coffee at the coffee shop whose internet you're bumming off of. If you're an American, you have to pay for health insurance. If you have kids or a pet, you need to pay for their food, shelter, clothes, and medical bills. No surprise there, it costs money to be alive. How much? Well, that depends on your own preferences and desires. But what The Secret explains is a means to manifesting freedom. For a lot of people, that starts with financial freedom. It's important to remember that this individual who I spoke with, who had this objection, has a job that allows him to travel for months out of the year, a house, and cash for spending. His financial needs are met. So for those whose financial needs are met, the specific message of financial freedom might be less impactful. But for those who are trying to find a way out of a job they hate, but need to keep in order to feed themselves or their family. For those who work two to three jobs to pay off student loans, eat and pay rent. For those who are drowning in credit card debt. For those with a vision to create the business of their dreams. The Secret has a message for you, and I encourage you to go watch it. It's on Netflix and it's on YouTube.
For those whose financial needs are met, there are so many things you can manifest. You can manifest love, health, forgiveness, detachment, education, understanding, closure, peace. The secret would have to be a full-length course to fully show you exactly what you're capable of creating within yourself. So if you watch The Secret and you're also turned off by the messaging around manifesting financial security, know that A, that's probably because you already have your financial needs met. B, that money doesn't buy happiness, but for some people it buys them the freedom to speak and live out their truth. And C, you can manifest so much more than money. If you're having trouble understanding these points, then let me know. I'd love to help. Okay, I'm pressing play on my own financial story. Now that you understand what money can buy, which is freedom, let's, get, let's pick up where I left off. I left off where I was asking the universe for a direction. I was trying to manifest direction. I already had the money that I needed. I just needed an answer on how to spend it. I was already planning on coming to Costa Rica at this time. I knew I was going to live here, volunteer my time. I'm currently volunteering at Bodhi Surf and Yoga. I'm helping a business that is engaged in their community, dedicated to doing good, awakening their clients to a more sustainable future. They take care of their employees and guests and actively work to reduce their environmental impact. As someone who majored in sustainability in college, this is a business I am very proud to align myself with. I created enough financial and time freedom for myself to have a mini retirement. I knew the work that I was doing for Bodhi would take up, wouldn't take up all of my time, and living in Costa Rica for four months would barely scrape a few grand out of my savings. I needed a time outlet, something to challenge myself and utilize my savings as well. So just to recap, I had about 20 grand in the bank as of July 2017, and I asked the universe for something to spend it on. In October of 2018, I went to a music festival in Marfa, Texas, called the Trans-Pecos Festival of Music and Love. It's a small festival where everyone camps out, grills, or buys the delicious food from one of the amazing food truck vendors on the property. The bands aren't huge. Leanne Womack, Wilco, Fiona Apple are probably the biggest names there. But my dog Hooli and I made friends with a group on the first night and hung out with them for the first two nights, meeting more and more people. Some of them even cook for dozens and dozens and then share their food freely. I loved it. I love free food. They also showed me how to sneak in alcohol and when the best time was to take a shower. But on the final day, the final full day, I was sitting outside of my tent, just Huli and I. And a guy walked by and said, hey, cute dog. I looked at him and we both realized that we kind of knew each other. Katie? Steven? He was an acquaintance from high school. A few months earlier, we had partied together on 6th Street and with some mutual friends. We didn't know each other very well, but we knew each other's names at least. We got to talking about my recent trip to Peru. I told him about the cool souvenirs that I found, the tassels, wallets, pipes, scrunchies, textiles, etc., it turns out he works for Facebook, and the last few years he has also worked with brands connecting them to influencers. If you don't know what influencers are, I explain it in the show notes and in the blog associated with this podcast. 
He explained that many women my age are starting businesses selling their treasures from international travels, and that I should look into doing that as well. He even offered to help me with my Facebook business page and targeted marketing. My gears were turning. I felt the buzz. It's an internal sensation. It feels like there's a hive of bees inside me, hurriedly working in unison to create something beautiful. It's the feeling I get when I'm onto something. It's the feeling I get when I'm inspired, when I want to create something when I like what I hear and want to take action. I got the feeling for the first time in 2007 when I watched a virtual tour of UVA grounds from my laptop. I knew I needed to be there. Steven said to check out Shopify. That's the best platform for e-commerce. I immediately started doing the math. How many items did I bring back? What should I sell them for? When can I go back to Peru to get more? Maybe I can pay someone in Peru to source the items for me. Do I need to pay taxes on these items? Hmm. I brainstormed the whole way home, all six hours through the West Texas plateaus, tumbleweed deserts, and then straight into the hill country, gears turning, creating, manifesting. By the time I arrived home, I was ready to buy my first domain. Or so I thought. That was the birth of my travel trove. Some of you are probably thinking, okay, she heard about this at a music festival, it sparked her interest, and then all of a sudden she's ready to go ahead and launch a business? It doesn't quite add up. So let me back up a little bit once again. In September of 2016, I went to visit my friend Leslie in Hawaii. Leslie and I met when I studied abroad, when we both studied abroad in Costa Rica back in 2013. She grew up in Spanish Harlem, but she's originally from Puerto Rico. We were hanging out on the north shore of Oahu, watching the sunset, brainstorming how we were going to be able to move to Puerto Rico when she inherited some land. There aren't a whole lot of job prospects in Puerto Rico, and we knew that the life that we wanted to live and the children that we wanted to raise might need a little bit more than what the jobs would offer in Puerto Rico. Well, as long as we have internet, we could work online. But neither one of us are developers, designers, coders, and we decided to keep brainstorming how we could make money online. I proceeded to go home and buy courses on design, how to use Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. I thought maybe I could buy a nice camera and become a photographer, sell stock photos or take wedding photos, travel all over the world. I was looking to develop a skill that I didn't already have, which is fine. There's so many educational resources out there. If you want to become a designer or a coder, you can do that. But for me, I knew that was not going to be my path, and I didn't feel right about becoming one of those things. Not because they were wrong, but because they didn't feel good. That's another piece of advice I learned from Leslie. She has a few tattoos now, but she has one on the back of her calf that just says good. And what she taught me was, if it feels good, do it. And if it doesn't, don't. Do what feels good until it no longer feels good, and then do something else. Seems so simple. Seems 
too easy. But really, she's right. It's how you know that you're on the right path. If something feels good, if you get that buzzing feeling inside, then you're on the right path. Let's say, for example, you've asked the universe to show you an answer to something. And then you get that buzzing good feeling inside. That's the universe saying, hey, here's your answer. Follow this. While it might not be the ultimate answer, as you will soon discover in this journey of entrepreneurship that I'm going to detail for you in this podcast, it is the universe saying, this is the path. Take it. I'm going to reveal some things to you. You're going to learn some things. You're going to grow. And you're going to become exactly what it is you want to manifest. So this conversation, this visit with Leslie was my first introduction to wanting to create an income online. I'll get more into what I think that's going to look like in the future, in future episodes. But for now, we've covered the start of my travel trove, which is the business of selling tassels online. That is where this all started. From an idea at a music festival in October. You're going to hear me reference it tomorrow when I'm talking with Danny from Mountain Chicks. It's crazy how these ideas start and I'm excited to take you on this journey of where I have ended up with this with this business. You're going to look back and you're going to laugh. How did she start there? So we've covered the start of my travel trove. We've covered why I wanted to work online to live in the tropics with Leslie and to grow beautiful families of surfers. I just realized that I left out something rather important. But I think I'm going to wait until next week to detail my ultimate vision. When I took yoga teacher training back in the fall of 2015, yeah, wow, that was a long time ago. The fall of 2015, I took yoga teacher training We did a goal-setting workshop, and in it, they have you write down all of the things that set your soul on fire, and what brings you happiness, and what brings you joy, and then you narrow down into your purpose in life, and then you come up with a vision, and you they basically put you into a meditative state, and you put together a vision for your life 10 years from that point, and I burst into tears when I saw my vision, and it They tell you to just run with it. Don't question it. Just run with it. Don't ask why. Just run with where you are and who you're with and what you're doing. And I'm excited to share it with you guys next week. Mark your calendars to look forward to the vision episode. I think it'll make everything start to make sense. You'll understand why I'm all over the place with traditional Chinese medicine and sustainability, yoga and surfing. It'll all start to add up once you've seen this vision of mine. Tomorrow, I will post a call with Danny the Explorer. She is Danny Rodriguez from Mountain Chicks. She founded Mountain Chicks, which is in a hiking group all over the United States. You will hear how she got started with a community of women who enjoy hiking, how she includes everybody, men, dogs, and children as well, and something that we can both agree on, the scary part about launching a company and a community. So tune in tomorrow and you will hear Danny. She's hilarious. I look forward to sharing that with you. And 
I hope you have a fantastic day. Happy manifesting. And if you have any questions, comments, or additions, check us out at wanderwellpodcast.com. That's wander with an A, wellpodcast.com.